Howdy gamers, it's me, Layton. My name is in the title of the show. Sorry about that. Here to tell you the typical, you know, Patreon spiel, patreon.com slash Layton Night. Tons and tons and tons. Now years worth of content, video episodes, minisodes, fan discord full of a bunch of lovely people. Uh, anyway, more importantly, our 200th episode live show is taking place on December 14th at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, California, and my dog is barking and it's fine. Please come. We have special guest Alpha Rad. I can guarantee you other frequent podcast guests will probably be there. It's going to be really fun. We're going to be selling merch. Uh, so if you want to come get some peaches and lemons pins and have us sign posters, there's going to be an exclusive poster that I'm designing for the show. Please, 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 please come so I can blow you a little kiss in person. You can get tickets at bit.ly, that's bit.ly, slash LN200. Maybe says, buy tickets. All right, anyway, real banger of an episode today. Please enjoy. Maybe he's insisting on on standing here right now. <laughs> I say this every time I see that dog, and I do mean it. She's so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. I guess this is a good moment for it. I was going to say this is one of my peaches, but I commissioned this painting of her a couple Wait, of years oh, back, oh, and shit. I never got around to framing it, and I finally got a frame for it. So while she's in frame, look at that. Oh, I do love that. Oh, that's, that's really by, great. Uh, Daria Space on Instagram, who is amazing. Daria yeah. Space, like D-A-R-I-A Space? D-A-R-Y-A Space. Like, okay. when I commissioned them, they like sent me the sketch within a day and the painting was done the next day. Like, wow, that's So crazy. good. I, I commissioned them for a, a sketch of uh, Vernon's cat a couple of Christmases ago, too. Mm-hmm. Just A+, plus, highly recommend. I feel like this is a trend that is catching on now that I'm I'm way into, which is like pictures my of parents other had like cats. a lot of like <laughs> my pictures had like you know a lot of family portraits, like Sears Portrait Studio. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff. I feel yeah. like a lot of my friends we're in the age of like commissioning artists to do like pet portraits and things like that. That's been yep. like our favorite piece in our house is a portrait that my friend Pat Rodriguez made of us with oh, our of dog and our Pat, cat. Yeah, it's just like Aww. yeah. It's, I love that stuff. My buddy just did that. They went and did a like Sears catalog style photo shoot with their cats in black turtlenecks and jeans. And that oh my was God. powerful stuff. Wait, the cats were in black turtlenecks and jeans? <laughs> oh God, I wish. No, just my friends. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love that the Sears portrait studio is like coming back. Although is Sears out of business now? Probably, question Probably. mark. I don't know. I can't keep track of that shit anymore. I remember doing a photo shoot of my family at our local little church in northern mm-hmm. New Jersey where they had to like pull down the backdrop of like yes. the fake library. Uh. And that was in our family room like forever, the fake library backdrop where I was wearing. <laughs> I remember the red sweater. I was probably nine or 10 years old at the time, you know, stupid little tie. Like, hold on, wait, I have to get something. Keep talking. Yeah, those, those are the kind of memories that you'll never forget, no matter how hard you try. 
Yeah, I remember they brought in a fake tree once. It wasn't even like the leafy parts of the tree. It was just like a fake tree trunk for one of the school pictures. My family did this thing. Like we did, we did the school pictures when they would like offer the school pictures. Like we did that. And uh, I remember because in high school, my favorite color at the time was orange. And you know, like the backgrounds for school pictures, it's just kind of like a cloudy nothing scape. Like it's yeah, kind like of like airbrushy. Blotches. Yeah. It turns out if you choose orange, it does look like you're taking a smiling photograph in front of a massive explosion. <laughs> and my parents hated that. And I fucking loved it. It of was course. so good. They should just let all school photos, you should be able to pick the background and an explosion should be an option. Oh my Remind God. Me to, Holy shit. <laughs> Baby Frazier, is that you? Yeah. Well, Brian has just held up the most incredible portrait. Oh my God. Look at that. I, look at who just got announced as the new host of Late Night. Yeah. <laughs> Here look we go. <laughs> You've seen this, oh, I believe, man. in person in my home, Layton. Uh, yeah. Although I don't know if you particularly clocked it. But yes, this is Lil Banker. Uh, you notice the, the beige jacket. Yeah, hard, this a, a, this was good. definitely in like a local portrait studio. Can you hold it up one more time for me, Brian? Just like one more time? Of course I can, Miles. There it is. Look okay, at that. Great. And just don't move that. If you could just uh -huh. not move that. And great. Great. Awesome. <laughs> hey, why do you look so afraid in that photograph? <laughs> okay. So, because I, because I knew this moment would come. So, one, one of my few rules now is when I take pictures, I generally don't smile in them. And mm. it's kind of a bit, but it's also because, and, and this speaks to my prodigious strengths as an actor slash model slash spokesperson. <laughs> I cannot smile naturally on command. Mm. Like if I, if mm -hmm. I pose for a picture and I'm smiling, it always looks like. <laughs> But that know, has Brian, its own charm. It has its own charm. It, it it does. But every time I look at a picture of me smiling, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you know, then the whole Ninja Brian thing and staring happened. And I was like, oh, it's funny if I just like really, you know, glare at people. Mm. But that is a mask. It's one of the many masks I wear that conceals the fact that I hate the way I look when I smile in pictures. And so, but what I was gonna say is when I was a, a little kid. Whenever they take pictures of me for the first eight or so years, I would not only not smile, I would just stand there slack jawed. And so there are <laughs> endless pictures of me as, you know, like 10 and younger where I'm going. Oh. <laughs> Brian, what I'm hearing is like you're yep. just you're a man out of time. If you'd been born That's in like true. late 1800s, early 1900s, like fearing that your soul is being stolen from you every time yep. that little yep. click is heard, like you would have mm -hmm. fit right in. I know. I I'm Miles. I'm I'm aware of that. Somewhere <laughs> I will find a picture of me uh standing slack jawed because they're, they're very funny to me now. I do need to see that. That's very important to me that we yeah. witness that because I'm I'm with you. Smiling for pictures is just terrible. I hate doing mm. it. I it's am true. sensitive you, about. I'm what, sensitive gonna, about. Keep going. Shut the fuck up for a second, so I can talk. Sensitive about <laughs> what are you sensitive about? Are you sensitive? Really you're interrupted. Sensitive? Yeah, I was, I was just. I was waiting for her to start talking again. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, yes, please keep going, Layton. I'm sensitive about my about teeth. being interrupted. You motherfucker. <laughs> You see what I have to deal with, Miles? It's it's really humiliating. I'm sensitive Boom. about my teeth. 
Mm. But also I do a closed mouth smile now, but (laughs) I always think that it looks cute. But then I see the pictures and I'm always like, like that's the (laughs) energy I'm giving. What I was going to say is that kind of tracks because when I think about the pictures of you I know online, you're not smiling in like any of them pretty much. It's always like very serious looking kind of selfies. Yeah. yeah, I look better with my mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. We all look beautiful. Let's just stop lying to ourselves. No, that, we all look true. beautiful. Yes. And that is why not everyone deserves to see it. Maybe Thank that's you. why we bring back no smiling because you haven't oh, fucking yeah. earned it. Okay, random person yeah. on the internet. Friends and yeah. family, they get maybe a Christmas card where I'm, I'm having a laugh. Everyone else? Yeah. If you can't handle hard. me at my best, you don't deserve me at my worst. <laughs> you can't handle me at my smiley emoji. You can't hand me at my thin straight line emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that backwards, okay. but you get the gist. Here's something that drives me nuts about many messaging applications now is that uh-huh. sorry if you hear licking, that's just my dog licking the Gatorade off of my and hands. Me. <laughs> yeah, why are you um, licking the mic, Brian? God, stop. It's it, it's my <laughs> signature move. And it look, it tastes good and it's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> With a cardioid pattern, Mike Miles, you have to lick the pattern away so that the pickup is the proper shape. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I, Lincoln, were you talking? A thing that I hate about messaging apps is if you want to send a lone emoji and just just like, I don't know, a smiley emoji. You just want to send that. You send it. And then it's like, but what if it was really big, though? What if it was yes. animated <laughs> and large? Yes. And that is unsettling to me and I hate it. Or if I just want to send like a colon parentheses smile, which tonally is very different from an emoji smile. Yeah, true. Don't turn it into the goddamn emoji. You're you're butchering no. my, my intention here. Yes. A colon parentheses is almost exclusively passive aggressive or an expression of deep suffering. Not- I had an operation <laughs> for one of those ones. One of these days, I want to sit down and like just spend an hour with a linguist to talk about like how emoji has become its own sort of like, oh. written language and how, how it can be used differently. Like to your point, like there's a book. Do you know this? Are you, are you familiar with like a, a person who has written about this? Yes. Gretchen McCullough or McCulloch, however you pronounce her last name, uh, has a book called Because Internet, and she spends a significant portion of it talking about emojis. And the point she makes in the book, one of many, is that emoji are not a language, right? There's not a translation from English to Mm. emoji. I don't think this is an original observation from her, but it might be. I remember she mentioned someone else in the context, so I can't remember who gets credit for this, but she says emojis are gestures. So what they are Whoa. is they enhance the rest of, of language. You're speaking with another medium. And mm. so she talks extensively about, about this. You can't translate to emoji, but you can use emoji to enhance your, your points much the way you would by gesturing. And I thought that's a really good observation. That is cool. I have to imagine, have all of us had a moment where you realize you've been using an emoji like quote unquote incorrectly and were then like horrified or like I tried to explain to my mom when she started texting that you don't need to capitalize LOL. You really don't because it comes across as very aggressive. Well, all, all caps or the more unhinged version, which is first L capitalized and the next two lowercase. 
Well, that latter yeah. one we can blame autocorrect for these days because autocorrect is sure. going to do that to you left and right. But no, as like a teacher, she's like, yeah, acronyms, you need to capitalize the, the first letter of every word. And so it makes sense that she would follow that logic since she taught that for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to kind of explain to her, it sounds like you're shouting when you do that. You can just right. do lowercase. Don't worry about that. And she, you know, props to her. She was like, all right, noted. Yeah, well, because that's how it started too, right? And then it got transmogrified into the way people use it now, which is typically lowercase, right? Originally, probably it was all caps with periods after mm-hmm. the letter. I don't know that to be true, but that's plausible, yeah. right? And now it's just lowercase LOL. Now at this point, I mean, going back to like, it's not even a direct translation or, or expression or anything. I use LOL just to try to suggest it like I'm in a good mood. Like mm-hmm. I'm answering your question. I'm I'm not putting a period at the end of it. I'm putting an LOL at the end of it to let you know, hey, no yep. worries. I'm in I'm in a happy mood. What what we've been talking about, we're all good. I maybe due to my advanced age or dour demeanor, I cannot text LOL, LMAO, ha ha ha. If I start writing any of those in a text, I feel like I'm betraying a core principle <laughs> of Brian. And Layton, we text frequently. Maybe you can think of counterexamples, but I would be very surprised if I ever texted you anything that was like indicating haha, LOL, anything like that. Also, I think my whole deal is deadpan. And I feel yeah. like indicating anything that betrays emotion betrays that core kind of thing about myself. I think as close as you get is just saying like that rules or something, but I think yes. your your deadpanness communicates more. It's like my conversations with Jory, for example, are just lousy with ha ha ha's and LOLs and LMAOs, but like sure. LOLs and LMAOs for me are almost always indicative of ironic suffering or right. You know, right. you know, it's not necessarily like Miles like I'm in a good mood. It's just like I feel like fucking shit today, LOL. Yeah. Also, every text I send is a a mini friendship test where if you don't really get what I'm picking up, something's off, right? So if you're not Mm -hmm. picking up on the deadpan, minus one point. And I put it on my Google. That's right. I put it on my (laughs) Google sheet. I keep a a friendship (laughs) ledger for everybody based on how much, how many of my jokes they pick up on. (laughs) And some people are quite frankly in the red. You know, the, mo- the most important part of communication relationships is scorekeeping. It's very helpful. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Now try being married. <laughs> so I have a topic that I wanted to talk about because this okay. is our annual-ish Miles Thanksgiving episode. Yep. Actually, let's introduce the show. Welcome let's to Late Night with Brian Wecht. I hate introducing the show. I think that podcasts should just start. No cold open, no preparation, no lubrication. We're just full on broadcasting. Mm. But because Mm -hmm. we need to do that, welcome. This is an episode. I'm Leighton Gray. Over there is Brian Wecht. What up? And we've got Miles Luna here again because we love him. And he's back, baby. Yeah, you, some of you were afraid I wasn't going to show up, and then I came crawling out of the swamp. I'm back, right. <laughs> The dark ritual's complete. You can't <laughs> kill the unkillable. This is one of my favorite traditions on this podcast, our annual end-of-year Thanksgiving-ish Miles Luna episode. Miles, you are one of those people that I'm always like, why don't we just talk more? Why don't we hang out more? And to have this like kind of 
mentally on the books for like, now we get to catch up a little bit at the end of every year. It is, it's my favorite thing. I love it so it's much. It's fucking great. I'm honored to be here. And I, and I know what you mean. I'm at that age now where like, there's a few people who have like moved away or whatever, where I just like, I need to make sure to call that person like once every six months just to say like, yeah. Hey, you live, right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep, What's going yep. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, like you, you, you get older and you have these, these awesome people that live all over the world slash the country, whatever, that you just don't get enough time with anymore. Mm. And it's a privilege to be able to spend this time with you every Stop. year. Wow. So. Well, anyway, wow. fuck sentimentality. I, I wanted to bring up... The topic of, since we're talking about Thanksgiving, I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving foods. Okay. I think it's, yes. this is maybe a bad idea because I haven't eaten lunch yet and I'm really hungry, but mm. it's mm-hmm. fine. Fuck it. I'd like to to take some inventory of oh. Thanksgiving food traditions and okay, great. give our, our hot takes on what mm. could be changed. What hot takes stay on hot in- cakes. And what should stay and what should go. <laughs> <laughs> that tiny sigh is oh, the no. loudest thing I've heard in my life. It's the Le- Leighton is incredible at those, truly. I'm the, yes. the king of the tiny sigh. That's me. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about it. First order of business here yeah. is pumpkin pie. I think we need to reboot, do a soft reboot of the pumpkin mm. pie because there is something missing there. Yeah, it, it's called soul. Mm. I hate pumpkin pie. Because I hate joy and fun. But you don't like cinnamon. I don't like cinnamon. I don't like nutmeg. I don't like allspice. I don't oh, like tough, holiday. Tough time of year for you, Brian. Oh, it really, it really is. Everything smells like things I dislike. And pumpkin pie, like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I like that consistency of pie. I think that's a great mm-hmm. consistency. Like, a nice crust and like a... It doesn't fall apart when you take a forkful. It doesn't yeah. feel like shit blueberries all over the place. There's a textural adventure in a slice of pie. And, and one I like. I really like like a nice kind of spongy mm. pie, like a little gelatinous pie. Mm. Okay. okay. And I want to like it and I hate it so much. I, right, I right. just can't do it. So I could not agree with you more, Layden. There's something wrong with pumpkin pie. And exactly. for me, for me, that and is that's the flavor. why I love it. Right. <laughs> Here's my oh. thing, right? There's a, there's a handful of things in this world that are just unnatural in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Prior to this conversation, there was only one thing that stood on this pillar that I could name. And now I'm putting pumpkin pie right on there with it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing natural about diet Coke. Diet Coke yep. okay, sure. is, a, is an affront to God and all of her creations, okay? Mm-hmm. It's Diet Coke. Just kind of how like, like artificial grape. That's not great. It's purple, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? That's three. We got Diet Coke, grape drink, and Blue pumpkin flavor. pie. At, fuck, oh, yeah. Four. Blue flavor. Look, we can't <laughs> do this all day, all right? You've, there's a small council of the unnatural that exists uh-huh. in this world Ooh. made by man to please us and only us. The uncanny valley of flavor. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Hidden, hidden uncanny valley ranch. Like <laughs> there's just something about it, man. It's wrong. And that's what makes it so right. I fucking love pumpkin pie. I love that cranberry sauce in a jar, that gelatinous cylinder. Like, sure. I'll yep. get in line for the floor. Oh, Are you kidding same. me? I prefer that to good cranberry sauce by a <laughs> mile. 
The right. jarred? Absolutely. Because here's what you want to do with the jar. Take it out of the jar, slice it off, put it on your Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. That's mm-hmm. the move. Oh, yeah. That's why the jar is better than the tub. You have to scoop mm-hmm. it out and it just mm-hmm. loses all form. Nope. It's actually a really sensitive topic around the Luna household mm-hmm. because my wife, Ellie, my wife, my wife, <laughs> Ellie, uh, is from England. They do not uh-huh. celebrate Thanksgiving in England. That's right. And she kind of takes umbrage with Thanksgiving. She's kind of like, so why do y'all do that? Like Christmas is right there. Why do you guys do this? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's to be like thankful and like love. And she's like, right. But Christmas, I'm like, yeah, but we're impatient and we need it now. And as, as children, we were spoon fed this bullshit story about the native Americans. And she's like, oh, so it's worse. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Look. And she's like, and do you guys like, you'll like Thanksgiving? And I'm like, well, a lot of people kind of dread it because they don't actually like their family. I mean, I like it, but there's also, and she kind of just made me have to make a case for Thanksgiving. And ultimately where I landed was like, be fat, like have fun, be fat. We like food. Yes, we like food. And there's no, like many holidays, right? So at Christmas, like you have to kind of look past the Jesus stuff to have a good time, at least for me. Like, you're like, okay, I like the iconography. I like getting and receiving presents. You know, I like being cold and then warm inside. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a whole religious aspect that I purposefully ignore, right? Sure, sure. And Thanksgiving, you don't really need to on purpose ignore stuff. Yes, genocide, sure. But uh, <laughs> I get, you don't need to ignore anything. Yeah. Well, Except I guess. For like the, the but I do think I that the genocide is somewhat. Not not quite as baked into Thanksgiving as the Jesus part is baked into you're ta- Christmas. You're taking the Christ out of Christmas, the genocide out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. What's next? I had a parting thought about pumpkin pie. Wait, what's your take? You're a thumbs down? I'll certainly eat it, but it's lacking for me. Mm-hmm. I think what it lacks is a cream element. It needs mm-hmm. like a like mayo. F- a fat a fatty or like cream cheesy or some sort of it just needs like a little a little something now in yep. my opinion are you not putting a, a, a dollop of whipped cream on your pumpkin pie i am but that's not the same it's not mm, okay you want a okay. layer yeah i want like cheesecake swirled into it or something i have had a slice of cheesecake pumpkin pie that has like a little bit of a, of a cheesecake layer to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, yeah. It does elevate mm-hmm. it. I cannot deny it. It elevates it. In, well, it's in like a, a pumpkin muffin cream cheese frosting mm. on that is fucking delicious. I just think mm-hmm. that I, I just want to advocate for putting more cream cheese in foods. That's very Amen. important to me. Amen, sister. Yeah. Thank you. I would agree with you. Even though I don't like the taste, I like it when you get a cream cheese layer on stuff, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, All the best cakes are the ones with cream cheese frosting. Carrot. Red velvet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other. Other. <laughs> Miscellaneous. <laughs> yeah. It's cetera cake. My last like bit of complaint from my wife about that. My wife about Thanksgiving. Oh, wait. Before she, you. Sorry. Re- real quick though, Miles. Uh, before yeah. you move on. That reminds me. Uh, now I've done this character, I believe, recently on the show. Have I ever done my breakout character for you? Which is the man who does a flawless Borat impression. Except you for. you me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's close. It's close. This character is the man who does a flawless Borat impression, except for accent and inflection. Oh, cool. I would, dude, break me off a piece of that guy. My wife. <laughs> that's some good shit, Brian. Yeah, Brian, that's right. 
That's some good shit. At Brian Weck on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, tra- I've been on enough podcasts at this point where I, I, I've had to train myself to like, I know a big giggle's coming and I just, my, my neck snaps 90 degrees away from the <laughs> microphone so I can let out a laugh. <laughs> so yes, continue, please. See, this is the thing. I love being married now. I got married this year. It's fucking great. I know. It's, it's like awesome. I've got the dark urge from Baldur's Gate 3 to, I have to say my wife. I, I can't I not do it. It's my wife. My wife. You have to do I it. I have to. Her final note was, fine, I accept that it is a day to get drunk and fat for those mm-hmm. who choose. Mm-hmm. But does the meal have to be so goddamn beige? And I, <laughs> oh. I, I have no problem with this, but she's just like, I'm that's like, what about the cranberry sauce? What about that? That's exactly one. What I was say about more. Carrots? The green beans. Beans. Okay, but here's my question. In my history, when we got like a green bean casserole sort of thing, like you're not raw dog in a green bean in all oh. of its vibrant color. No, don't, don't it is like a bastardized, beans. like it's been soaked with many a bread and gravy and it's now kind of a brownish green color. And like, it's got let's, the let's onion, be honest the here. Fried onions on top. Fried onions, oh, fried uh-huh. onions on top. Fuck, it's so good. I love a beige meal, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say my diet is 90% beige items. Mm. Yeah. All the best foods are beige. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're you're Bread. not wrong. Bread, yogurt, strawberries. Okay. Hey, Brian, what color do you think beige is? <laughs> beige? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a like a light brown. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you could just list some of those examples of foods. Yeah. Uh milk. Um... <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Okay. Mayonnaise. So, y- Mayonnaise, yeah, yes, yeah, mayonnaise, uh, okay. uh, blueberries, uh, oranges. <laughs> Leighton, I'm so sorry. We've completely derailed your, your Thanksgiving topic. We started with pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. We touched lightly on cranberry sauce. Hit, hit us with some more things. I'm curious, is there something that we, you know, it's sort of like how every year of your life you hear the exact same Christmas songs and mm-hmm. there are never mm-hmm. any actually good new ones and you're mm-hmm. just sick of it and at a certain point you just need something new. What would be like a welcome introduction to the canon of a traditional American Thanksgiving meal? Like what should get added to this equation? This is something that uh, I wanted to actually ask Miles because I know you're part, where's your family? Mexican. 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 So do you guys have like Mexican traditions at all in your Thanksgiving spread? Thanksgiving? No. Christmas? Yes. You do tamales? Oh, fuck yeah, we do tamales. Do tamales. But also, like, uh, in my family, I I don't know if this is, like, a general Hispanic thing, but I've been, like, I've, I've, I've heard tale of it. Uh, (laughs) Christmas Eve, way bigger thing than Christmas Day. Like, Christmas Eve is when you have, like, all the extended family over. You get rowdy. There's the tamales. There's all of that. And then Christmas Day is, like, now it's just, it's, it's just us. It's just play with your toys. Christmas is for playing with your fucking toys. Yeah. I I will say though, my dad two years ago hit a point where he was like, fuck it. I don't want to do Turkey and shit. Like this year, Mediterranean, we're doing Mediterranean. Everybody bring a Mediterranean dish. And that was sick. Like that was like, okay, Hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Roll a D 20 and find out what this year's Thanksgiving is. Like consider audience, just consider it's fun. It mixes things up. It was great. I love the idea of like a polyhedral Thanksgiving where (laughs) you get your dice sack out, right? And Mm -hmm. maybe the day before you roll and then you see what people are going to bring. You have some kind of legend, you know, some Mm -hmm. kind of TM, uh, Thanksgiving master. 
So in survivor style voting for like a new food to be added to the menu, are we looking for anything to kind of like just spruce us up a little bit? Or are, are there like a certain set of a certain set of skills that this food needs to have in order to like fit in with the rest of the ensemble? Um, oh, because I can play I in that space or we can go like, <laughs> let's just fuck it up and start saying shit like ice cream sundaes. Like, I don't know. I, I can walk both realms, but I want some guidance here. Let's identify what we're missing. I mean, the beige complaint is very valid. So maybe we can list some existing. So we've got like sweet potato yam category. Yep. We got uh-huh. green bean, uh, cranberry sauce, turkey stuff and gravy, mashed potatoes. It's mm. a lot of beige. Yeah. What else am I missing? Rolls. Rolls. Yeah. And a very specifically King's Hawaiian. Fuck yeah. Like oh, little King's Hawaiian sweet rolls with Thanksgiving. Not even with the meal itself, but for the leftovers the next day. That oh, is yeah, that's the crucial, little crucial. The Thanksgiving the slider. Sandwich. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, cornbread for me is like spoon bread. Cornbread, Layton, you've yeah. spent many a Thanksgiving with us and it will be happening mm-hmm. again soon. Uh, spoon cornbread is a crucial part, which I or really like. Or like a creamed like. corn adjacent. Uh-huh. A lot of casserole. Just like if it is a casserole, yeah. you're in. You're fucking yeah, that's in, right. dude. You got the wristband on. You know how you make cream corn. Stop. Right. What? Don't. what you give me some corn and 20 minutes. <laughs> Maybe 19. <laughs> and you two at home, all you need is corn and a brine whacked. And you two, that's right. you two can yes. be enjoying some, some homestyle cream corn around the Thanksgiving dinner. I am available, but I will say I do have some biological limits that I'm going to butt up against at some point if I get too many uh, appointments. Also, controversially, doesn't work on holidays. No, I know. Makes it really tough. Makes it really tough for Thanksgiving. You have to have your days off. Those those are for daddy, the holidays. What I was going to say is one of my favorite things about American Thanksgiving is how every family from a different culture, like especially of a large immigrant family, many, I shouldn't say every, but many have their own like Thanksgiving deal, right? Mm, And they bring in foods traditional to them as part of their Thanksgiving spread. And it's awesome. If you ever go to like a non-white, you know, family's Thanksgiving, you're going to get some awesome shit there. And that's one of my favorite things. You just get to make your own tradition based on where you come from, what you like, what your family likes. I think there are a lot of people doing exactly what we're talking about just based on their own family history. I think the closest thing my family would get to having like its its own thing is like my my dad's side of the family is like the Mexican side also very like we got some folks from Louisiana and so they kind of live in like the Galveston part of Texas, oh, the real uh-huh. like armpit of the Gulf mm-hmm. uh, Gulf yeah. of Mexico. It's great. I fucking yeah. love it. It's trash. Hurricane Corridor, right? Yeah, the Hurricane Corridor. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where the Luna family resides. And uh for years now, my dad will do like a traditional like oven roasted turkey. But for the real ones, he does a deep fried turkey injected oh with Cajun seasoned butter. Oh, and that what? shit rules. Dude, that's it, amazing. Like, you are dead after you have a serving of that thing, man. It's that spicy. It's fattening. It's got the crispy skin on the outside. Oh, it's oh. S tier, man. That's I'd like to be amazing. injected with Cajun butter. <laughs> oh, actually, I was going to say before. So we, you know, we lived in the UK for a few years, and we did Thanksgiving over there. And one thing that I didn't know about the UK until we lived there is poultry is seasonal. 
So if you want to get a turkey around Thanksgiving, well, essentially go fuck yourself. They're not available <laughs> till Christmas. So we cooked a pheasant because that oh, was that the rules. bird we could get. And it was it was great. You know, I'd never cooked a pheasant before, but they have, you know, you can get a pheasant, you can get a grouse, you can get a goose. You know, duck is pretty common here, too, and you get those any time of year. But, you know, I remember trying to go buy a turkey because we we're hosting people for American Thanksgiving. Mm. And uh, like everyone we talked to was like, yeah, that's it's not turkey time. Turkey time's in a month. So you've you've touched on something that I think we should be looking for in a new edition. Seasonal. I think it needs to be yes. something that is like of the autumnal harvest, say mm-hmm. a, a, like a butternut squash. Can butternut yep, sure. squash Ooh. bring something to the table? Mm-hmm. Or like an acorn squash, oh, like little, an acorn little, squash. little brown sugar situation in there. Tell me if you agree with this, and I'm going to assume you don't because it's one of my opinions. <laughs> squash? No. Squash, yes, Brian. What the fuck's wrong with you? I, every time I eat a squash, it's too slimy. Okay, are you talking just like your cartoon yellow squash? Like, is that the no, only any, one? You're- any, any squash, any anything you know in the squashalid family. Any vegetable is bad if you're not good at preparing it. Well, that's yeah, certainly true. All vegetables true. have the potential to be bad, especially thinking of like a yellow and green squash. Because I'm thinking of like school lunch style. Oh, those like, those are that's dire. Boiled with butter on it. Yeah, bad. Oh, they don't even give you real butter. It's just like well, water. This is seasoned with water. What's a good squash recipe? Oh, dude, I made one last night. I'll hit you with this. Okay. And this is also Tell something me. that I think might turn you around on squash. Get okay. those seeds out of there, man. That's where that yeah. sliminess is coming from. That's a, okay. Is that good. seed medley? I like this. Okay? I'm writing this Here's down. Here's what you're no gonna seeds. do. <clears throat> You're gonna take a uh, you're gonna take a butternut squash. You're gonna peel the skin off that bad boy. You're gonna okay. cut it in half. You're gonna scoop yep. out them guts. You don't need right. that. Throw yep, that sure. in the bin or compost right. if you're a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm trash. <laughs> so you're going to dice that up into one-inch cubes, okay? You're going to throw mm-hmm. that bad one boy. One inch? That's pretty big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> an inch? It's like, it's, yeah, it's like dick size. That looks, yeah, yeah, okay, per- yeah. yeah. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to cube that up, throw it in the pan, along with a diced yellow onion. And you're going to mm-hmm. cover that and you're going to just like stir it every now and then. You want the onions translucent. You want that that squirsh okay, yep. soft, all right? You stick yep. a fork in it, you're going straight through, no resistance. Yeah, great, that's great, great. Brian, while that's happening, if you are a, a, an omnivore, carnivore in nature, you're going to want to take four chicken thighs. And I'm going to come back okay. to chicken thighs later in this episode. Oh, this is best. called foreshadowing. No, chicken thighs Ooh. are the best. You're going to take some chicken thighs. Nothing crazy. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, some olive yep. oil. You can either great. roast it or... If you are blessed and own an air fryer, we dog, do. you're gonna want to air fry that shit. This okay, is yes. this Get is good. foreshadowing for me. Mm-hmm. Also, holy oh, shit! shit. Oh this. shit! We're like so in sync on this episode, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. While that's happening, you're gonna cook yourself two cups of brown rice. Now that's not yeah. dry. Going like yeah, you want to end with two cups of brown rice. Okay. Okay. So now all this is happening. Also, pro tip again, if you're fine well, with you, meat, you know how you make brown with, rice, right? I leave you, you give leave me alone white with you for rice 20 minutes. And 20 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make your rice with chicken or vegetable stock, people. We don't need to make rice no, with is, water. We don't hate ourselves. True, okay. That's yes. the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once all of those things are cooked, all you have to do is combine them all in a big baking tray or or whatever. No, you're not a tray, mm-hmm. but a casserole dish. Yep. All right. Then you're going to add in some dried cranberries, 
Yeah. Some crushed up walnuts or pecans mm-hmm. and about half a cup of shredded Parmesan cheese. Put that bad boy in the oven 350 for, I'm going to say, I think 15 to 20 minutes. Take it out. It's going to look and smell great, but do yourself a favor. Take another half cup of Parmesan cheese, sprinkle that on top, put it back in for five minutes. Now you're wow. good to go. I also forgot, that put some time way. in it. It can be, mm, it can be fresh mm-hmm. or it can be from the little bottle. Well, this put some great. time in that bad boy to taste. You trust mm-hmm. your taste buds, all right? And that's it. It's so good. It takes like an hour. That's that awesome. sounds that's amazing. And I appreciate I that you're on the tip of like, if you're roasting something in the oven, five minute Parmesan at the end, micro zested, mm-hmm. a little bit more, you're nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. It makes everything you roast better. But also, Brian, like, do you like spaghetti squash? Have you had good spaghetti squash? I've definitely had it. I I am hard pressed to think of any squash I've had where I've been like, fuck yeah, awesome. Because like spaghetti squash slathered in butter with a little bit of Parmesan, like make it like mm. it's pasta and that's fucking mm-hmm. delicious. Acorn squash yeah. go for a brown sugar, honey. I like the little of- patapan squashes. I do like those little green guys, right? Mm-hmm. Are they yellow? Maybe they're yellow. But do you like zucchini? Not particularly. <gasps> zucchini is like what? my favorite vegetable. It's so good. I, I, I mean, that's fine with me. You can enjoy it, but no, it's too slimy. I have to push back a little bit on something okay. you said about spaghetti squash. I think spaghetti squash is a fine squash. It's not my favorite squash, okay. but I think it's a sure. fine squash. Mm-hmm. You got to be mentally prepared for I'm having spaghetti squash because I will not stand here and read these recipes that are like, you can make this delicious pasta meal. Oh, and yeah. The way you make it healthy yeah. is you just switch out no, your, your, your pasta with spaghetti squash. No. Or, you know what's no, the we're ultimate being realistic bullshit? about what this not is. Not the same. Yeah. Zoodles. Fucking zoodles. No. Yeah, I'm not like, a big zoodle guy. No, nope, same. It's always like, no, I wanted the other stuff. I wanted the carbs, not yeah. this bullshit. Yeah. Like tell tell yourself that you're having like ratatouille served in a fun way. And that's then I'm like, okay, I'll have a zoodle now. I was preparing for vegetable medley. Great, cool. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, do you want spaghetti with zoodles? Go get hit by a car. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's also like rice cauliflower instead of rice also. Mm. Like, I love cauliflower. Yeah, same. Speaking of roasted with Parmesan cauliflower, mm-hmm. that is like you know my what I favorite. Like, like, a, like a buffalo cauliflower. Yes. Right? That is dope, right? Take a slice of it and you buffalo fry it. Mm-hmm. Very good. I don't like buffalo sauce. I can't, oh, I can't get into tough. it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you ever go to the Alamo Draft House, that's straight up the best thing to order on the menu. It's the buffalo cauliflower. Oh, well, maybe maybe oh, they shit. have that at ours here. Having a meal at Alamo Draft House is no longer a viable financial decision, right? Because it's like sixty dollars. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's here, okay. I want to move off the Thanksgiving thing for just a moment. Okay. To talk about okay. Alamo Draft House because we do have actually one of the best current theaters in LA is the Alamo Draft House downtown, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the most insane parking garage I've ever been in. You corkscrew up for <laughs> half an hour and then you get up to the top and you feel ill, and then yeah. you have to repeat that process in reverse to go to the bottom. We call that the Wizard's Tower because every <laughs> yeah. time we drive up it, we're like, Wizard, give us your potions, <laughs> Wizard. It's so weird. Um, but here's my question about the Alamo Draft House. I know the whole fucking deal there is you can order stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never do it because I feel like it's being slightly rude to the other people there to have wait staff walking back and forth. Also, I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't want to like 
watch tar while eating my buffalo cauliflower and drinking a peanut butter milkshake. Sure. You know, um, there's, there's something that feels that off about that. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, it definitely is. Because I love eating my little fried pickles and drinking my peanut butter milkshake while I watch serious cinema. Uh-huh. The trick is their pre-shows are genuinely great. You get there yes. right when it starts, really early. You get your food immediately and That's you snack. Better. And then by the uh-huh. time the movie starts, you are fed. Yep. You might have a few little things left. But it doesn't help that literally every single item on the menu is crunchy as fuck. Yes. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they did that. Also, are people ordering food like an hour into these movies? They must be, right? Here's what you mm. do, man. First off, Leighton laid down the, the pro strat because you get there yes. for the very good pre-show. Right. You have your, your treat because we all deserve one every day. That's true. <laughs> in, in these times, you deserve my, a little treat. My treat is jerking off into corn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian's not you allowed chase to have your bliss. Trip. You chase yeah, your bliss. I do. They won't let me buy corn anymore, but yeah. <laughs> Here's my experience. You can either lie to yourself and say, I'm just going to have this. And once the movie starts, like, I don't need to order anything else. And then like mm-hmm. two thirds of the way through Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm like, you know, fucking peanut butter chug- milkshake doesn't pretty good right now. <laughs> I could help wash down all of this horrible atrocity and then you do that or you're honest with yourself for those of you who don't know you get a menu when you sit down there's like a little tiny table in front of you conveniently there's a dim light underneath the table so yes. if the lights are down you can you don't need to don't get your fucking phone out person who sat next to me at killers of the flower moon you oh, put wow. the menu under there you can read it and then you, you jot down on a little piece of paper with a pen that they provide you and you mm-hmm. put it in a little slot and you press a little button so a very dim red light goes off and then the service can come and they get it for you and they go, thank you so much, enjoy the movie. Except most of the time they don't talk to this movie. Point is, that's the moment where you preload your second card. You go, mm-hmm. I have a feeling oh, that's about an hour into this flick, I'm going to want three chocolate chip cookies that are tragically like $12, but they're really good. And you're at the movies and you deserve a little treat. So you pre-ride it. You slip that bad boy in your pocket. And when the time comes, take it out. You don't got to be looking at that. Oh, movie. that's got to be very, making a scene. I like that. Yeah. Preparation. That's, that's a good idea. Name it's also for me, if I'm going to Alamo draft house, I have had an edible and that <laughs> strategy <laughs> is really mm-hmm. con- conducive for when that <laughs> edible hits. Right. Yes. Much like, Seeing cats in 2019, I think this is the last time I felt true happiness was when the Mm. edible hit the moment cats came up on the title (laughs) screen and I realized how woefully unprepared I was for that experience. Yeah, see, I I have to stop myself from from going to the Alamo with an edible now because I will be fine and then I'll go, bottomless churro popcorn sounds great. And then I eat a bajillion (laughs) calories. That churro popcorn is fucked up good. It should not be as good as it is. I remember I was visiting Austin, I think for the first time about 10 years ago, and having heard about the Alamo Draft House for what felt like a billion years, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go no matter what's on. And mm-hmm. they were doing, it was not a movie, it was they were doing Mortified. Have you guys ever seen a Mortified no. show? No. So what is Mortified, that? it is a, I don't know if they still do this, although I assume they do. It's a live show where people read from their teenage diaries. <gasps> I have heard Ooh. of this. Oh, yes. that's brutal. And it is very funny. But the thing I remember from this Mortified show is some girl reading from her, I forget how old she was, maybe 12-year-old diary where she was writing essentially like erotic fiction nice. for herself. And for her. she, you know, she's 12, doesn't know what sex is. So everything was about peeing and Frenching. 
So <laughs> it's like, and then they kept French until they started peeing on each other or whatever. It was very, very oh, haunted. Frenching. Yeah, I remember like peeing, and, peeing and Frenching. <laughs> there was a lot, a, a big thing about peeing and Frenching. But yeah. I had a journal growing up as a boy. Uh, my father really tried to instill in us that, hey, you're going to get old and forget everything you've ever done. Like maybe write some shit down. That's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, I used to draw a lot as a kid. Like I did, I ended up doing comics for uh, the newspaper for a while. But so <laughs> during that phase when I was drawing a lot, there was one night where I was like, wait a second, I can just draw boobs. And so there was like a full two-page spread in my journal of just like me drawing terrible naked women, just like, yeah, Amazing. that's cool as heck. This isn't doing anything like I thought it would, but <laughs> at least I've nailed the female anatomy. Yeah. I hadn't. I hadn't. Yeah. You just do a big W. And then you're done. <laughs> yeah. Big W and two eyes. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That that was me and Picto Chat on the old Nintendo <laughs> DS. What is Picto Chat? We've had this discussion on this show like yeah, but multiple I forgot times. It. Oh, oh, it's a DS oh look at you! Look at you! Literally you playing Majora's ready. Mask before uh, before this call. Oh wow! Very nice. Picto Chat was like on Nintendo DS. It was like a little local chat room. Oh, yeah. okay. that you Got could it. use and draw stuff. Yeah, and so it was a perfect way to draw boobs and then hide the evidence. <laughs> I'm going to now. Like, like in the final, in the climax of Inception, where we like <gasps> go through several layers back into the real world. Yeah. Churro popcorn at Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, sure. Maybe a pre-meal snack. Mm. I don't know. I like popcorn variations as the new mm. thing because it touches yeah. on the everybody brings their own, you know, culture and background to Thanksgiving. But it's also something that can be, you know, on the baseline level of like, what kind of Thanksgiving popcorn are you doing this year? Like, I like that. There are yeah. lots of options here. Like, okay, Cool Ranch popcorn. Like, oh, get some Cool well, Ranch seasoning fuck. and toss Layton, it. You just fuck. actually, you just <laughs> read my mind right now because my favorite thing is Thanksgiving. We would have our house was Thanksgiving Central. We would have like. 40 people over for Thanksgiving, extended cousins, everything. And the best part about Thanksgiving was not the turkey. It was not anything with the meal. It was that it was the one time of year we got a big bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and put them out. And I would uh-huh. sift through and get the Doritos with the most seasoning on them. Like you flip them, but you have to check both sides because you might think it doesn't have much on it, but then you flip it over and it's like really dense. So yeah. I remember going through this bowl full of Cool Ranch Doritos being like, nope. <laughs> nope. Yes. I love yeah. the idea of, of playing like war with Doritos. Like mm-hmm. each person has yeah. a bag of Doritos and they flip it and whoever gets the most seasoning, that person gets to eat both of them. Yeah. Really what heightens that entire story is now I'm imagining tiny late night talk show host Brian Wags <laughs> that you showed us earlier in the episode doing mm-hmm. this exact thing. Yeah, do you have that picture? Show us Imagine that Imagine this again. bad boy pounding specifically selected Cool Ranch <laughs> Doritos. Yeah, 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 yeah. There he is. <laughs> I'm so glad you had the audible camera sound on that too. That really plays for the uh, listeners. Probably. Can I tell you the other thing about this picture is I'm 100% certain this outfit was purchased at my father's clothing store. Uh, Nepotism. That jacket probably had a little tag inside one of the breast pockets that said Wex. Wow. Okay. So the popcorn is a thing. 
at Christmas, you get the big metal tin that's divided three ways. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's a little cheddar. I think just let's bring it into Thanksgiving. Chicago mix, I believe, is what you're... Oh, is that what it's what called? This is something, it might just be a Midwestern thing. Rachel taught me about this. It is a big mix of popcorn. Specifically, I'm looking at you, Candyland in St. Paul, Minnesota. A big tin of popcorn where the three types of popcorn that are mixed in are regular, mm. like butter, caramel, and cheddar. And it's all mm. mixed in together. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, that, 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 at least there, and I think more broadly, it's called Chicago Mix popcorn. Man, <sighs> I was so on board with popcorn until you brought up the fact that it is a Christmas thing, and now I feel like that Christmas creep can't be coming into Thanksgiving. Can I throw That's out one, one other Hail Mary? One other Hail Mary. Try yeah. it. A soup? Could a you soup know, that, that's be a, a nice really good point. Thing? Mm-hmm. I don't see many soups for Thanksgiving. Sticking with that, like, uh, let's keep it seasonal, a mug of soup. Everybody gets a mug of soup oh. with their meals. Can I tell you a truly awful idea? God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's soup, but the base is gravy. So it's like a very dense, like, gravy-motivated soup. Where gravy motivated. Gravy motivated. I consider That's myself right. very gravy motivated. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, what is a stew but expanded what is, gravy? What is a stew but gravy everlasting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> gravy everlasting episode title. Yeah, that, that's it. You got it. I couldn't agree more. Gravy everlasting. Yep. Like, like a French onion soup, a little mug True. of French onion, or like even yep. a miso soup. Like that's yeah. the most comforting liquid imaginable. Mm. Yep. Let me throw a monkey, a monkey wrench into the works here. Oh no. Seafood. Oh fuck. Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. One of our Thanksgiving traditions if for the snacks when people are arriving is a shrimp cocktail. So oh, nice. just nice. shrimp with like a densely horseradished cocktail sauce. For some reason, like a big seafood based meal feels fine, but where like one band member is a fish yeah, on the, right. in this meal, like feels odd. But then again, you know, the, yeah. the shrimp cocktail, that shellfish, he's, he's like, I'm just a little guy. Like you can't get mad at yeah. me. And like, That's fair. <laughs> you know, what's great. Uh, and you know, you've seen a lot of like Chinese stuff is like pork and shrimp together right really nice combination so is there something like is this a thing turkey and oysters where that sounds i'm off this idea now i'm off no 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 just hear hear me out you get some really dry like cook the shit out of this turkey so it's real dry (laughs) and then you get some raw wet oysters and you spoon (laughs) them on top right with just a little dash of tabasco and gravy so the world that you've created (laughs) It's it's Thanksgiving at the Wet household, and everyone's yes, is. so excited. They're so everyone's excited so for excited. that big, big bird, and you that, come out and you, yep. and you serve it, and you bring out these oysters, and everyone's like, yep. "Whoa, Brian, what are you doing, man? I don't know if this is a great idea." And you say, "Don't worry, everybody." I cooked the bird so bad that it's really dry <laughs> now, so the yeah. oysters it's going to accompany. 
The brine from the oysters. That's right. You get the nice salty finish from these wet, wet oysters. God. And what you can do is you can take a slice of turkey and fold it like a mini taco. And you put the oyster inside of it. So you peel it out of the shell, right? And I'll shuck them right there for you. I'll promise that right now. I will shuck right, an right. oyster in front of you. And so you take the oyster out of the shell. And you kind of have to pull it out a little bit because it's going to mm-hmm. stick. That's what they right, want to do. Right, right. And you put it inside your little turkey taco with mm-hmm. your dash of Tabasco and your little mm-hmm. scoop of gravy. And then you just slurp that bad boy down. And then you eat the turkey afterwards once it's nice and wet. From the oyster. <laughs> hey, yeah. Brian, I'll give you this. Yeah. The concept of turkey taco, there's something there. The rest is your own yeah. journey. Okay, great. So let's start over then. A slice of turkey, nice big one, right? And inside, then you put a layer of cranberry, stuffing, potatoes, gravy, and you eat it like a like a hard shell taco almost. Mm. Mm. And then you put the oyster right on the top of it. <laughs> You could also, like, I mean, we're, we've talked several times now about the next day Thanksgiving sandwich. Like, let's introduce a tortilla into that situation. That just feels Hell natural, yeah. like a nice corn Hell tortilla. Yeah. Or oh, start yeah. with, it's all leftovers. There's the, there's the pitch. It's a meal. It's all leftovers. You made it the day before and you let it sit overnight in the fridge. And now the actual Thanksgiving meal is just the leftovers. That's We're getting bad. rid of the middleman. I think there's something there. Thanksgiving Eve. Yep. Thanksgiving that's right. Eve. In fact, that's that's a whole restaurant, a chain restaurant pitch is <laughs> all leftovers, right? I can guarantee you it's like, you know, sub sandwiches that have been sitting in the restaurant's fridge for a day, fully made, right? So they're Daddy. nice and soggy. Daddy, yeah. can we go eat leftovers? <laughs> we have leftovers at home. It's not the same. Not- it's not the same. It's not like these leftovers. Not like Mama Brian's leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we've just single-handedly solved Thanksgiving, guys. I, I can't yeah, wait I to tell my wife, my wife about this. <laughs> Come right over for leftovers. Yeah, I don't, it writes itself. I have man. notes. What are they? It's great. Those are usually uh, the notes I get from people who have given up on providing feedback for me. My note is stop. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a popular note. um Uh, well we've we successfully have spent this whole time talking about thanksgiving foods Uh, Mm. i could talk about food all day hell yeah (laughs) me too i'm so hungry the moment this is over i'm putting my whole foods fried mac and cheese balls into my air fryer and going Mm. to fucking town we did last night, Rachel found this recipe and it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was a slow cooker layers of Thanksgiving Whoa. thing with potatoes, stuffing. And you don't bring this up? Chicken. Well, this because, because it, it didn't really work out the way I mm. wanted it to. It was not like Thanksgiving meal in one thing. There were a few elements to it that we tried. There was some cream of mushroom soup, some cream of chicken soup involved that gave it a different consistency that mm. I did not particularly care for. But I like the idea of a slow cooker Thanksgiving in a pot mm-hmm. thing, right? You got to admit that's a good idea. I am lazy, so that does work out for yeah, me. Yeah, slow cooker is awesome. It just makes me happy to know that, like in the Wecht household, y'all are on some Willy Wonka shit of how can we make <laughs> an entire meal in one bite? Like that's just really yes. inspiring and really makes me want to step my own cooking game up. Min maxing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You have to neg food. Right, to get it to really come to you. That's that's Culinary step one. Yeah, you go to the fridge and you're like, nice top. <laughs> Wait, oh, what you piece know- of food were you talking to? <laughs> My beige strawberries. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. Brian, so I wanted to bring this up. I, I could do this as a peach, but I want to bring it up now. The last time I babysat your child recently yes. was right before I 
got a case of acute bronchitis yeah. uh, and thus was absent for a moment here because uh, I was too busy honking that bronch. Uh, yeah. But I, I made your child dinner. Reality show pitch, bronch honkers. Continue. <laughs> I made your child dinner and I learned something about how Audrey demands broccoli be cooked. Will you talk about oh, yeah. that? Here's the thing is when we cook broccoli for her, the demand that you received is nothing I've ever heard before from that kid. Whoa. So you got something that was news to me. This is apocryphal. I was told that she asks for broccoli late in style. Yes. You made broccoli for her once a few months back. And now the main way she wants it is the way you made it with butter and lemon. Yeah. That is true. That is true. It's the way. Yeah, and she ate so much of it when I made it. She, she was like, why, did, why, did, why didn't you give me more? It was like, I didn't think you were going to eat it. So. <laughs> That's a babysitter's dream. She's a great eater. She loves, you know, a lot of things that a lot of other kids don't like, uh, namely me. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of air fryers and I guess the same meal that I've made her twice now, which is the Trader Joe's frozen uh, gorgon- gorgonzola gnocchi with the broccoli. Yes. <sighs> which she pronounces as miyoki, which I think is very cute. <laughs> well, Cheesy I put, miyoki. I tried some of those gnocchi in my air fryer because the internet said that would oh, be good. Interesting. It's the only thing I've done in the air fryer that's been underwhelming to me thus far. Oh. Can, I, I want to mention one, one Trader Joe's thing, speaking about mm-hmm. Trader Joe's meal. You look at this Trader Joe's bag and you're like, oh, nice. Teriyaki chicken or whatever. Very cool. And you make a bag and you're like, this is going to be enough for dinner. And it's never enough for dinner. You got to get two bags of everything if you want even a hope of not being hungry immediately as, oh, yeah. afterward. I always find it a very low amount of food mm. per bag. So we've just gotten in the habit of we buy two bags of everything. Have you, okay, Hmm. I have been thinking about this constantly. Trader Joe's scallion pancakes in the fucking air fryer is the greatest thing ever. I bet that's good, yeah. I'm I'm going to go to Trader Joe's like tomorrow and buy them out of all of them because I love scallion pancakes. One of my favorite things, making them at home. But for the air, it's perfectly crispy and soft Mm. on the inside. Whatever Mm -hmm. sauces, I made some of that... um, the orange chicken frozen Trader Joe's thing in the air fryer. And then I, I wanted to do what we experienced when we went to the Panda Express test kitchen where they put their stuff in a scallion pancake burrito. It's in Pasadena. We we all went. Yeah. Oh my God. Panda Express is fucking up so bad by that not being their entire bit that they put everything in a scallion pancake burrito because it's like, oh, this like elevates all of this. This makes this mush amazing. Anyway, I wanted to make a little scallion pancake taco, but then I got too impatient at 2 a.m. and was standing in front of my air fryer, just like (laughs) eating it like a raccoon over a trash can. (laughs) I'm really out of my depth when it comes to Trader Joe's stuff, and it's no fault of Joseph's. It's because I have a friend who acts like he discovered Trader Joe's. (laughs) And is all like almost every time like is cooking something and like, hey, man, what you cooking? He's like, oh, dude, the Trader Joe's orange chicken. Like, you got to be having this, man. Have you not? Have you not had it, man? You got to go to Trader Joe's. And so I don't go out of spite. I I just don't go to Trader Joe's because he's like he's one of my best friends. And he's one of those people that like he means well with everything. I've known him since we were 14 
I've now come to speak his language, which is essentially he's always trying to help you so you can better yourself or that you, your life can be made easier. But uh-huh. it comes across as, let me tell you how to live your fucking life. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But I just can't eat at Trader Joe's now. <laughs> That's one of those things that I have to like prevent myself from falling into. But it's similar to like people who just want to quote unquote help you, but that turns into just them endlessly criticizing you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm going to commit a murder if you do not stop. <laughs> I understand that you think you're helping. I am an adult and I'm capable of doing basic tasks. I don't need to do everything exactly how you're telling me. Do you have an example that occurs to you of something you were told you were doing wrong? Okay. When we were in college, he was very into male fashion. He was was great. He always looked great. The the same guy. Same guy. Same guy. I had just washed my my denim blue jeans, yeehaw, and was hanging them up to dry. (laughs) Because I do know, hey, maybe don't put denim in the dryer. They can can get shrinky and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. He goes, dog, what are you doing? You got to put your jeans in the freezer. Oh, no. He's Do you one know, of them. Have you heard this shit? Freezer jeans? I have heard this shit. What? Jeans. Oh, this is a thing. Layton, this is a thing. Yeah, well, denim, Why? denim, you know, really delicate denim. It's so known to be the most delicate of fabrics. Yes, that's right. Famously. Denim. Yeah. But you don't got to wash it at all. If you put it in the freezer, the freezer kills all the stinky, stinky bacteria that gets on your denim. And then, bam, pop it out. You're good to go. You got you got a brand new set of tires on that denim. You crack them in half and slap yeah, them on your legs. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard this there are freezer strange. jeans people. And it's it's always been baffling to me because, A, I don't have room for that in my freezer <laughs> because I have food in it. And even if I did, I wouldn't put my dirty clothes in with my food. End of story. Like the one thing I desperately try to keep apart is the stuff that goes in my mouth with the stuff that's been rubbing up against my body for like days. Okay. That directly contradicts a bunch of things that you've said during this episode, but okay. (laughs) Well, I didn't say stuff that comes out of my body. I do want to be clear. I I think there was no contradiction. If you listen to what I said, Layton, I think you'd appreciate that. There's no contradiction here. So maybe just like pay attention to men's voices. Oh, hey, I, I pay attention is good. Do, do you want to tell me to smile also? I do. <laughs> no, that's a man who listens to women. Yeah. I want to take a moment to thank the both of you, by the way. You guys are the only people who did not immediately see my face pop up on a screen and say something to the effect of, what happened to your hair? Uh, and I just really appreciate that. <laughs> I do have much less hair than the last time I was on this show. It looks good. Thank you. I shaved my whole head to be uh, Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto for Halloween uh, <laughs> because I was like, you don't really reuse Halloween costumes. And it's like, uh-huh. I, I got like the mechanic shirt that said Toretto. Nice. I got like the little cross necklace yeah. and like, That's if I'm going to do it, I got to do it. And so I went I for it. I can see it. But every time I would like FaceTime a friend of mine, they'd be like, oh, what's up, Thumb? I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you <laughs> so wow. much. Thumb. I'm going to be honest. I looked like a thumb. I did. Yeah. Vin Diesel kind of looks like a thumb. So I, I nailed it. I think we it. should replace like dude or man or whatever with thumb. What up, my thumb? thumb? What's going on, Thumb? 
we replaced dude with dad in my text group. Oh, I don't know when good. it happened. We're just like, what's up, my dad? That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. Does your 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 scalp feel nice and like free and cool and you can do that little rub and it's nice? I'm rubbing my head of hair. I don't want to say I'm rubbing my head on on like audio that can just, well, <laughs> there you go. There yeah, it is. It's well, it's there it is. <laughs> I, I don't know what what your problem is. I directly admitted I jerk off into corn. So like, <laughs> I think you're, I, I, I think you're already winning, Miles. It feels so good. My head was so cold when it was done. Like oh, I was yeah. shocked. I was just like I could feel every breeze, every possible breeze. Felt it. That on sounds my dome. so refreshing, though. It is nice. I think it looks good. Like I, I, I like you with the real short hair too. Oh, like thanks, it's man. not a bad look. I did this once. Like after that long stretch of time after COVID started when no one was getting haircuts, like Mm -hmm. six months in, I was like, I have to do something. And I went real short Mm -hmm. and it was awful. It was, (laughs) it did not work as a, as a look. And I still kind of regret it. But I think for you, it totally works. Thank you. Part of it too was we got our wedding photos back and I saw what I looked like from behind and didn't realize I had just like the eye of Sauron of bald spots that was emerging. Uh (laughs) The best way I can describe my hair prior to shaving it, going Dominic on it, was like Philip J. Fry. I would go for Philip J. Fry hair with just like an unnatural swoosh held up by natural grease. Yeah, okay, that's how I picture you. It's fine, yeah. yeah. But I had just unintentionally been doing kind of like a front to back comb over for like the last year. Oh, and I saw that one. and was just like, days are numbered. I got to get rid of it. I'm going to go short hair. And then one day I'll get like gross Jeff Bezos ripped. And then my transformation will be complete. <laughs> nice. That'll be it. That's what I'll go for. I am not, as far as I can tell, balding. But if I did have a big bald spot, I would want a friend to be like, dude, like, just so you know, <laughs> yeah. I know you can't like yeah. the one thing I know about you, Brian, is that you can't see the back of your head. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just be, be aware in a gentle way and not even as a criticism. Just say, hey, in case you didn't know this, you have a bald spot. Yeah. You can do it really subtly. Be like, hey, I think you'd look great in these yarmulkes. Yeah. <laughs> something to think about. That's I right. I think you could pull it off specifically at this point in your life. Yeah. More hats. Now, Brian, you are holding up a picture of what I can only describe as tiny Dwight Schrute. Yes, that's right. There there I am. I don't know how old I am in this picture. Seven-ish. That is a beautiful, yeah, that's a, beautiful photo. Look at me. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Great. Uh, wearing a, a similar outfit. Look at my haircut in this picture. How could really, I not? Really get in there. Is that even that 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 is a classic 80s bowl cut, right? That there. is a Lego hairpiece, my friend. Yep. <laughs> That's me. I have a few Beautiful. other pictures. 13 football gear. Wow. Oh, wow. That's what you call in the business a football pose. <laughs> I'm so glad I have no old pictures of me anywhere. <laughs> I was a chubby little middle school kid. That had um, spiked hair with frosted tips. Ooh. Oh my god! And after one trip to South Padre Island, a shark tooth necklace. Ah, uh, yes, please. Yeah, man, it was tough. Look, middle school is not an easy time in anyone's life. I wasn't making it any easier, guys. Yeah, but what about this picture I took when I was twenty nine? Uh, I'm sorry. I. It's kind of hard to see. All I'm kind of seeing is like uh, pure masculine sexuality. I can't. No, no, I can can understand why you would think that. Can you tell that the bandana is one of cash money? Oh my God, Brian. Oh Uh, my God, Brian. Look at the Benjamins on your head. 
Hell yeah. The farmer's tan? That picture was taken at a jam band festival. Dude, that is a fucking awesome photo to have. I'm envious of that photo. I can't believe I've never seen that one. I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I've definitely posted that because you can't tell that they're shorts, so they look like khaki pants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, khaki no, for, shorts with a belt there. For our <laughs> listeners, uh, it's a 29-year-old Brian. Looks like he's wearing some khaki pants with a business belt, no shirt, just the chest hair, with his glasses, his saxophone round his neck, blowing into it with uh, there it is. Benjamin that cash print. money. <laughs> Cash money. Now, look, I, I will say, of course, at 29, I knew the bandana was fucking stupid, but I decided to wear it anyway. That was certainly intentionally ironic. Did I realize how stupid that looked? I think so. I'm not 100% convinced I did. This was now fully almost 20 years ago. So, wow. It's just, it's yeah. just proof that, that fashion comes in cycles. Because if I were to see you today, I would high five you on the street and tell you you look fucking great. Honestly, I, could, I feel like one could pull off that look. Now, I feel like if I was a, a, a young man these days wearing that, the only thing that would be missing to complete the current 2023 look is a stupid fucking little mustache. A little stupid mustache. <laughs> very true. Very true. I like that we've talked about Thanksgiving foods, and this is the equivalent of you pulling out the photo album. Here we go. That, that oh, mustache yeah. right there. Like we are having a little Thanksgiving here. See, Here's that's my. a different mustache from the shitty current like mumble rapper mustache you're talking about that's like more in the that's junk water zone which is respectable that. damn that's a good that's a do you just now have we're a, seeing a full-on ted lasso mustache yeah i jerk off to these <laughs> yeah that's the cream <laughs> How do you corn think material the corn gets made yeah let's do segments please segmentos now miles you are a uh a returning guest yeah to yeah, yeah. to this particular podcast so let me ask you Normally, I'll introduce this segment in a particular way, but as always, I like to be respectful, respectful, excuse me, let me say that again, respectful, uh, Jared, keep those takes in, uh, respectful of other people's time. So let me ask you, um, what do you remember about this first segment here? Do you have okay. any, any thoughts, any recollections, any memories, <laughs> that sort of thing? This is my memory every time there's segments on Late Night. Uh-huh. You tell me you have a song. Okay. And then I go into full-on fugue state, like I've been abducted by aliens, something happened, I don't know if I'm okay, and then we're back and we're talking about things, and I think we're friends, but there's like a <laughs> there's an in-between there uh-huh. that I just can't quite place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, I, I like this. That's very helpful to know. So in, in the spirit of that... Because what the one thing I wouldn't want you to do is to to tune out or dissociate or or have a bad time. Right, right. I, I'd like you to introduce this first segment. Okay. Here. Now I just I do want to make sure I prepared for one segment. Have I forgotten that there's another segment? Th- there are two segments. Oh, the fugue on the state show went deeper than we thought. You know what? I, I, okay, let me introduce this first segment. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start the introduction and then you can like take it partway through. What do you right. think? And if, if, if I feel like you need any help introducing it, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Does that, sound, seeing, does that sound, does that sound fair? Yeah, that sounds good. While you've been exciting this, I did open up our email chain again. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the email, you know, it says, yeah, we're going to ask you for a pop culture recommendation. And I'm like, right, there's the pop culture segment. And my brain is like, 
searching for what this is called. And I like, I think I know what it's called, but I'm not sure. What do you think it's called? Yeah, I was just about to ask, what do you think it's called? (laughs) Is this? This is your third time on this podcast. What do you think this segment is called? Okay, let me tell you, I don't actually think this segment is called this, but my brain keeps going, that's it. We got it, boss. This is it. And I don't think they got it. Look at that professional backing up, by the way, when you knew the volume was going to be big. Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah. really, that's a Thank pro you. move. Is it let's pop about it? <laughs> well, you know what? Now uh, it is. <laughs> I, th- I, I believe, and I am going to commit to this right now. I think we have changed the name of this segment <laughs> to... <laughs> Let's pop about it. As hold of right on, we now. haven't even we. Uh, I I don't know how I feel about this. Hold on, yeah, no, I don't know if I want to necessarily inject myself into the lore of this podcast as the well, guy that named it. Let's you're pop about there. it. Let's. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You are fully in the lore of this podcast. Let's. Well, pop I guess about it's it. time for our segment. Let's <laughs> pop about it, and the theme song for Let's Pop About It goes right here. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. just hold up. Hold on. This is a new Be- segment. Just We're breaking new ground on this new segment. Hold on. We don't need to believe so the that, point. No, 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 There's surely a theme song for Let's Pop about it. And so now it's time for us to do this segment. Let's pop about it. But but you're you're but, very distinctly not popping about it, Brian. I am not popping about it right now. I'm but trying to I, open I up a dialogue. To, <laughs> I love you know me. I love a dialogue. I'm all about a dialogue. But what a dialogue requires is that I talk first. So <laughs> what I want to do is I want to introduce this segment in a way that the segment deserves. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. if we just if we get right into it, this is a momentous time in this show we we we're almost at episode 200 right we're this is episode what 194 i believe and we're about to change one of our signature segments (laughs) from what it used to be was uh uh brian pops to the new blb corner (laughs) yeah blb corner that's right to uh the new title for this segment which is Let's pop about it. And let's pop about it does have a very, very good theme song. Wow. Now, we can't play theme songs here uh, on this particular medium. We all know this about podcasting. It's voice only. And Mm -hmm. the question I want to ask you, Miles, is Mm -hmm. so with this theme song for let's pop about it, Knowing that this is a new or a rebranded, should I say, segment, what would you think your opinion would be of this theme song if you were to have heard it? Wow. You really left it all out there, didn't you? You really held nothing back this time. I'm scared, but also hopeful for the future? Well, you know what? I'm going to let you make a choice here. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. It, he said it with the energy of someone with a gun pointed at my family. That's like jigsaw yeah. being like, I'd like to it's, play a game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what type of theme song would you like to hear for this segment? It's not overstaying its welcome. It's certainly okay. saying the title of the segment. Let's pop about it. Maybe some like acapella kind of sound effects. Like maybe you got like in a rapid succession, you got like some like body rock. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like you got some Ooh. stuff like that going on in the background. That, well, that was great. We got that clean. So we'll maybe a little bit of ham boning. Oh, I love ham bone. Yeah. Every, everyone yeah. loves a good ham bone. Yeah, who doesn't? It's the perfect time of year. You know how you make a, a ham bone? You give me a ham <laughs> in 20 minutes. Well, this is our brand new segment, Let's Pop About It, and the theme song goes here. Let's pop about it. Let's pop about it. Let's pop about it. Let's pop about it. Wow. Great. Wow. What a theme song. Yeah. What a theme song. Uh, so, uh, Leighton, let's pop about it. <laughs> What's let's pop it about it for you? I'm so sorry, Miles. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Look, look upon your works, ye mighty in despair. You changed history, Miles, is what you did. <laughs> What's let's don't 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 don't, don't. okay about good. it for me good. nice is a yes. video that's called Jonathan Banks all better call Saul bloopers and it's just six minutes <laughs> of every blooper that Jonathan Banks does on Better Call Saul and I've been watching it every day because it makes me happy oh, uh, he's so because I love him and him out of character is so funny. Like the girl who plays his granddaughter, Kaylee, uh-huh. he has to give her a dollar every time he swears. <laughs> <laughs> like as a blooper? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really sweet. And then there's also like, there's one where there's like a bees flying near his head. And he's like, fucking bees, brother. That's a big ass bee. <laughs> and his, <laughs> it is Jonathan Banks' voice. And it's great. So that's, that's, uh, uh, I've popped about it. That's great. I think it was on Comedy Bang Bang where it was Paul F. Tompkins and someone else, possibly Matt Gorley, come on. And they're both doing Mike from Breaking Bad <laughs> as the same character, essentially. But they don't call themselves Mike. So, that you know, they're both talking here about their granddaughter. Oh, not yeah. with oh, Joe, you better not come for my granddaughter. Oh, it's so funny. And they both come in with that same energy. And oh, I, I wish I could remember who the other actor was. Might be Drew Tarver. I don't remember. But it's if Paul you figure Tompkins it out, let me else. know because that's my zone. It's pretty great. All right. Uh, Miles, let's pop about it. I'd love to pop about it personally. Great. Dude, have you guys seen Scavenger's Reign? No, I don't know what no, it is. No, but I read about it. <laughs> what is it? <clears throat> Scavenger's Reign is a mature animated series on HBO. Or, sorry, guys. It's on Max. It's called X now. Um, <clears throat> fuck. The the term I've seen thrown around for it is eco-horror. The oh. premise is survivors of the spaceship Demeter crash land on a planet. There are three different groups of survivors that the story seems to be following. And, um, man, it's just the most alien, alien planet you have ever seen. It has a, right. a vibrant color palette, a really cool art style. But what this show really excels at is playing off of that human desire to understand and problem solve. So as an example, like this is essentially how the show opens up. The show will show you an image of an alien creature and you immediately start looking at it and based on like its design, its color, the environment that it's in, you start piecing together, okay, maybe it's kind of like a hippo. Like, what does this thing do? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's probably Mm -hmm. an herbivore. Mm -hmm. And then it gives you just enough time to start forming your own hypothesis before 
the creature will then do something very, very unexpected. And you go, whoa, <laughs> that's cool. That's such an interesting way that this thing behaves and how it acts. And then that unexpected action leads to a further unexpected result that then you come to realize these survivors who have been here for months have come to anticipate and know how to then use that result to benefit their own survival. Mm, like they cool. have been learning since they've been stranded here and know all these like weird quirks on how to survive here at the start of the show. But then there is a journey that they must go on and they start going into areas that they are not familiar with. And mm. everything, fucking everything in this show is scary. It could be the cutest looking thing. And you're just like, I don't think we need to go there, guys. I don't mm -hmm. think we need to walk up to that thing. And for the most part, they don't. They're very intelligent about a lot of this. But um, it's really cool. It's a simple premise. Uh, it's very like goal-oriented little stories that are made richer by the complex like personalities of these people that they're following. And they also do a really cool job of kind of giving each of these three stories its own flavor by making one story two humans stranded together. The other story, a human and a robot stranded together. And the third story, a human and something else having mm. to spend time with one another. Mm. Uh, and man, oh man, I cannot, okay. I cannot praise this show enough. It's great. If you have a tough time with body horror, skip it. Don't. Just don't. Well, that's a glowing recommendation for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I think, I think both of you guys would really enjoy it. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Scavenger's Reign kicks ass. Love it. Uh, uh, I love it. Brian, let's pop about it. Yeah, I'm going to pop about it. So uh, the thing I'm going to pop about this week is I've only seen one part of it, but it's off to a rousing start. It's a three-part documentary series on Max called Telemarketers. And oh. the way it starts off, and so I really don't know anything about the second and third hour of this, is some guy in the mid-2000s in a call center in New Jersey He's like, this place feels real nuts and scammy, and I'm just going to start using my video camera to record shit. And this place, I forget the full name of it. I think it's CDG is the acronym. Okay, I'll, everything about this first hour of the show can be summed up by the line, dudes were selling pit bulls in there. <laughs> like, these guys show up to work, and... They make calls on behalf of the fraternal order of police or firefighters. And it's like this whole thing where they try to, you know, convince people to give money so they get a sticker to get out of tickets. And it's complete bullshit. And they hire anybody and everybody and they show up at work and they're doing drugs and they're partying and they're fucking. And it's incredible. I found out two things. One is I live 10 minutes from where this call center was no in Jersey. Way. And oh. the other thing is it's the only other place I've seen someone wear the same Mighty Mouse t-shirt that I have and have had for 20 <laughs> years. So I got very excited when a dude popped up on screen. So there's a lot of like 2000s VHS footage of people in New Jersey like going ape shit and also very Jersey people being very Jersey. If you want to see wow. a guy in a hoodie wearing a New York Giants like football jacket over that hoodie, this is your move. <laughs> it's so great. So I don't know where it's going, but it's like, it's pretty awesome. What's it so, on? Where can you, where can you find it? Uh, it's on Max. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, I think you mean yeah. X. Yeah, sorry. X. That's right. Well, uh, we so yeah, now popped we've popped about, about it. it. Yeah, we've popped about it. And we, as always, we put it. the theme song in at the end. All right, great. 
So now we're at our so final Miles, segment. having not heard the theme song for a second time, now that it's come back, what would you have thought about it having heard it the second time if you had just heard it just now? Um, there were some subtle notes in there I wasn't picking up the first time. There was yeah, a lot are, more geez. complexity that you just can't really appreciate. Like the like the first time you hear it, you're kind of just like you're in a, a mild state of shock. Right. Yeah. Like your body's gone into fight or flight mode. But the second yeah. time you're a little more prepared for it and you can digest a bit more what's there. Love it. And what's there is a lot, if I a may. A lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Well, now in the spirit of Thanksgiving and giving thanks, we have arrived at our final segment, which is a three parts gratitude exercise and one part petty grousing. The segment is called Peaches and Lemons. And the theme song for that segment goes right here. Man, that that theme song is really lackluster in comparison to Let's Pop About It. It's uh, it really, really is. a real drastic difference in quality, much like this podcast uh, as compared to other podcasts. Anyway, let's each start with One Lemon, which is a thing that is a minor bummer, annoyance, what have you. I will go first. Last night, I was on my couch. I was chilling out. I was watching Better Call Saul. I was cuddled up with my dog. It was nice and cozy. And then I got too cozy and I fell asleep. Oh, no. It, it was a goblin nap. It was like from seven and I woke up very angry at 11. And oh, it was just like, this is the, the dumbest worst. way I fucked my sleep schedule. I feel horrible. And now I have to stay up later mm. and ruin myself yep. for the next yep. day. So good job getting too relaxed, Layton. Mm-hmm. This is why you never let your guard down so you don't take a goblin nap. That's tough. Dude. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Thank you. I know my life is really difficult. Um, who else has a lemon? Uh, I have a lemon. Tomorrow. It's going to start out nice. Tomorrow I'm going to Disneyland with my cool. family. And it's supposed to rain. Ah. So, which might actually be good. I do love rain Disney because no one's there and yeah, the lines yeah, yeah. are short. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't want it to rain when you go to Disney. Audrey has the day off from school because they're doing some like, parent-teacher conferences. We scheduled her conference today, so we wouldn't have to do it tomorrow. Rachel nice. took off work. We're going to Disney, but rain. So, oh well. That's tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. You can't even get the cotton candy. You take it out, it's just, it just rain yeah. eats it. It's cotton <laughs> syrup, yeah. It's really fucked. Uh, Miles Lemon. I got a lemon for you. Guys, and I don't know if you've ever run into this problem yourselves, my dog can't speak gosh darn English. Yeah, It's really yeah, bumming yeah, me out, yeah. man. It's really yeah. bumming me out. Weather here in Texas has finally changed for a third or more of the year. If I were to describe weather in Texas, it is you step outside your front door and you start taking poison damage, ticking away at your meter (laughs) as if in some Uh fucking Dark Souls swamp. Um, But now I don't die as soon as I go outside, which is nice. But then you get like "Mm, two weeks of, hey, this is pretty cool. And then the rains come. Yep, yep, yep. And Mm. I just... I just can't explain to my dog that this is not our fault and that we do love him. Yes. <laughs> but he has taken this turn personally. Oh, he my. has given us side eye left and right, big harumphs on the couch, a, oh, lot, of, I love- a lot of forlorn <laughs> sighing. Yeah, man, potato chip is not having a good time and making it our problem. And I just wish I could tell him how much I love him and that it's going to be okay and yeah. daddy can't stop the Skywater. My, my, one of my least favorite dog things is when you're like, you have to go take a dump outside. And it doesn't really matter to me that you're going to get wet 
but you just have to go do it. And I can't change that. And if you don't do it, you're going to be miserable and I'm going to be furious. So go take a shit outside now. The moment you shit, we go back inside and rain stop touching your head. You yeah. don't yeah. look at me. I don't want to be here. Shit out of yeah. your ass. And then yes. we can go. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know you need to, by the way, because you haven't done it all day. So just fucking do it. To play doggy's advocate here, it would be like <laughs> if I came up to you and I was like, hey, Brian, I know that you're in the middle of some shit right now, but I do need you to walk into that full service car wash and just drop one <laughs> real fast. It's yeah, not going to take long. I know. You can I come right it. back out. Um, but I need you to put down everything that you're doing right now and go shit in that car wash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's also like maybe doesn't want her feet to be wet and we'll start mm. like walking <laughs> so she's on as few feet as possible. And it's like terrible. You can't. Anyway, anyway let's all do three peaches. Let's do peaches. And I will say I have a very hard out in 15. So do let's, you? let's blast okay. through. Uh, I, Layton, do you want to... How do you make an out hard? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we all know, you take a regular out and you just rub it. Man, I was... (laughs) I was going with like a little golf clap, but then it just sounded awful in context. (laughs) Oh, I like that though. No, that's perfect. Well, speaking about making something hard. I'm going (laughs) to... Uh, let me get through my peaches. Hey, fuck you. I'm going. Uh, oh, go oh, fine. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. All right. My first peach, because I mentioned it at the top of the episode, I, like I imagine many people, have stacks of art that I've purchased optimistically. Like, I'm going to put this on my walls, but I've not bought frames because frames are expensive. Well, guess what? I got a frame for this. I got yeah. frames oh, yeah. coming for my other stuff. I'm going to hang them on my walls and make it stop looking like I am in a college dorm with posters <laughs> stuck with blue tack. And now as an adult, I have to remove blue tack from my white walls, which uh-huh. is very exciting. Oh, anyway, brutal. awful. Never using it again. I was a fool. My second one is that along with the decorating, I have been cleaning my depression hovel just because I need to have like a clean ground zero before going into the seasonal effect of depression. Like it's very important that I'm at a a firm zero. So making progress, that feels good. And third, I finally bought an air fryer and it's changed my life. Oh, they're the best. They really, they're great. It's incredible. It's incredible. (sighs) I understand why people are obnoxious about them now because now I'm obnoxious about it. Yeah. Yeah. When they started blowing up, I was like, I don't know if I need another kitchen gadget. I got the Instapot. I use it sometimes. Like we have the blender, the toaster, air fryer fucks. All right. It's like the only thing I've been using for the past two weeks. I will say the name is fucking stupid. Don't call it an air fryer. Call it a mini convection oven, which is what it is. I hate no, the term. it's not sexy though, Brian. It's not it's sexy, not but sexy. It, I felt like a big fucking idiot when we got one. And I was like, it's just a small convection oven? It is. What? It is. I didn't look into it. We just got one and we use it all the time. It's got big, big fan in that tiny little convection oven. So then it's like. Yeah. I know. I get it. Big, it's not, it's not yeah, frying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Marketing. Yeah, but it's as somebody who's lazy and loves frozen foods and relies on oh, the microwave no, a lot, great. the fact that you can it's just, much it's better. just like five minutes and it's crispy yeah. goodness. Wow. Reheating That's leftovers, true. game has changed with an air fryer. Hell yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, Miles, any peaches? Oh, so many peaches, dude. Actually, great segue, Leighton. Thank you. Chicken thighs, guys. 
Chicken thighs. I like CTs, baby. Man, so many people hate on chicken. Like, oh, it's a bland meat. It sucks. It's because you're eating chicken breast and chicken breast. One hundred percent. It's there's a time and a place, okay. But normally, if there's a recipe that calls for chicken breast, love yourself. Choose chicken thighs. Yes, there's just enough fat on there that it's going to get a little juicy. You're going to get a little more savory, a tastier Mm -hmm. bite. And then they're like, it's like the tofu of meats. You can marinate chicken, and it just like. Sucks up all that flavor in a couple of hours. You're going to have yourself a wonderful time. Chicken thighs. Bone in if you can. Just get the whole thing there. Your little uh, meat burrito. Just We're big yep. proponents of bone in on late night. Hell yeah. Um, Love bone in. Mm-hmm. My next peach. Hey guys, community college fucking rules. Okay. I've been mm-hmm. taking night classes for game design at Austin Community College. Having a fucking great time. Learning so That's much. It I love it. That's awesome. Scary going back in your 30s uh, to a bunch of college-age people. Um, but it's okay because they're as afraid of you as you are. Of them. <laughs> uh, community yeah. college whips. You can learn some stuff for, for not too expensive and better yourself. And it's interesting and cool. So that's fun. Wow. And then uh, my last peach is uh, I did get married this year. And Hell I love yeah, my- Guys, I love my wife. It's really Uh-oh. cool being married. Yeah. It's, He's a wife guy. I'm a wife guy. If you didn't see that coming, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's cool. Uh, uh, my buddy who uh, was not married at the time was like, yeah, no, it's going to be cool. But like, it's not really going to be different. Y'all have been living together forever. And then my buddy who's been married for 10 years walks up and he goes, it's going to be different, but it's going to be good different. And that, that's true. I feel like we're, we're much more conscious of the fact that it's like, right, we're a team. And it's not like a 50-50% partnership. It's we're both trying to give 60 in a 60-40 relationship. And that just leaves mm-hmm. communication and just doing little things for each other. And That's great. it's cool. Being married is neat. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It's been it. so great because the first time or the second time, like we've watched the journey of you <laughs> yes. off mic being like, I'm going to propose. Yes, like, yes. Uh, it's been great to see you. I'm very happy for yeah. you. That's been really awesome. And you got to make another American because you married a foreigner. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's honestly, great. you saw right through it. That was the end goal. I'm a big <laughs> nationalist. Again, if you didn't see that coming, you haven't been paying attention. God bless America, land of the free, the home of the brave. We've got now. another red coat, y'all. I'll fucking yeah, prank right. them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about Brian? you, Brian? My peaches. Okay, look, big peach number one is my solo album is out. Now I don't need to talk about it anymore. The fucking thing came out, and I'm thrilled that it is out. People like it. People are listening to it. The vinyl sold out. I'm making more. It's like, I'm very happy about that. Congrats, buddy. Peach number two is similar. We did an Alberly show and it was a great time. So many friends showed up. It was exactly the night I wanted to have. And it was my first time doing like a headlining set as Trey Magnifique. And I think it went really well. Uh, I did a lot of stupid bullshit. Rachel joined me for a few songs. Our friend Chucky joined me for a few songs. Peter, my agent and guest on the show, Peter Augustin. DJ Thanksgiving Brown. DJ Thanksgiving Brown. Mm-hmm. And his amazing act, Bono Vega, uh, opened. And that's a person that I really want to do more stuff with because they were incredible. And my third peach. Now, this is a big one. I went to the dentist last week. And for the first time in a while, the dentist was like, yeah, no more gum recession. Everything's looking steady. And I was like, fuck yeah, finally. Like, 
that dead guy's Hell gums yeah. are treating you well, huh? Yes. Well, so yeah, I had some like cadaver gums put in my face. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, the trick was getting them. But the, yeah. uh, <laughs> so apparently I've been told, you know, like back off on the brushing, like you got to go so light. I was going too light. I was going too wow. light. I needed to get down just a little bit more. And then I changed how I was brushing with my electric toothbrush and it worked. So that's good. Congratulations. News. Good news for daddy. Good news for great news yeah. for daddy. Good news. Everybody. Daddy's sweet little mouth is in tip top shape. <laughs> Well, on that note, look at us. This look was a us. very productive episode. We fixed Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did. We learned how to make a variety of things hard or creamed. Mm-hmm. And we got to see yep. Miles, yes. which is like highlight of my fucking month. Aww. Absolutely. Dude, thank you for being best. so generous with your time and your patience. Oh, dude, it's the best. I love hanging out with you guys. It's always great yeah. to see y'all. Always. Yeah. And this is such a great tradition. I'm glad we're doing it again. Thank you for spending two hours with us. Is there anything that you would like to plug or direct people to? Oh, dude, hell yeah. I worked on two indie games. One is Kill It With Fire 2 by Casey Donnellan Games. Uh, it is a first-person shooter where you are trying to kill teeny tiny spiders with an arsenal that makes no sense, and you usually burn everything down. And that'll be coming Great. out at some point. And then I believe February 24th, 2024, Slave Zero X comes out, which is a dystopian biopunk trans allegory revenge romance that fucks it's so cool the art (laughs) is great i love the way it looks i'm bad at it it's a fighter that looks like a brawler uh but it doesn't matter because i can just get an invincibility code and kill a bunch of fascist pigs it's great (laughs) um so yeah if you're into hyper violent uh fighters keep an eye out for slave zero x and uh that's it that's pretty much it Amazing. It. Well, Brian, you and I have something to promote, which is Late oh, Night Live 200th huh? episode. It's live. happening on December 14th at Dynasty yes. Typewriter in Los Angeles. Yep. Please, 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 please come. With special guest Alpharad. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Where can it's you get tickets? Bit.ly slash LN200 slash LN200. So bit.ly slash LN200 will take you right to that hot little link and you can get as many tickets as you want. I don't even care if you come. Just buy all the tickets. It helps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, be sure to check out Trey Magnifique's album, Mature Situations, wherever you get your music. Play the yep. survival horror game Homebody wherever you get your games. Hell yeah. And also, Brian, should we... Mm-hmm. Soft launch our new Patreon tier. <gasps> yes, this was your idea, and I love this idea. Thank you. Yes. We have our existing Patreon tiers, which is one peach, two peach, three peach. You get a variety of benefits, getting to join the Discord. You get video episodes. You get weekly minisodes. And we decided that for people who wanted to give a little extra, um, we've added an additional tier, or we're going well, we're to about to yeah one of we're the about two. to. This is maybe not out by the time we're we're doing it, but basically. We're adding a fuck you tier, which is <laughs> you subscribe to this tier. And at the end of every episode, we will, you know, read out your name and say, fuck you. That's right. That's all you get. We won't say anything else. You get, we will well, you only get the other stuff. You. you get the, get the, everything else that yeah, the lower yeah, yeah, tiers yeah. get. But we also will say like, Miles, if you were in the fuck you tier, yeah. I would say, fuck you, Miles. That's awesome. That's really or good. Or if you wanted us to include your lot, you can tell us how you want to be fucked. God, that's everybody <laughs> loves consent. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm we're all about here. Because we have the, so the consent us your money. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to keep talking about this, but I think we have to end on consent. Yeah, and I, I have to go. I have, a, I have a meeting at one anyway. So uh, right. this was the best, Miles. You're amazing. Thank you, it's guys. So I love you guys. Hugs, Hugs and you. kisses. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Knight, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Knight, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>